Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super excited about today's brand new episode because I'm chatting with one of my friends, Twa Doherty, all about finding your soul in your brand. Twa shares how by discovering who she truly was as an artist and not holding back, she was able to find and define her brand and grow her own wedding photography business. She books her ideal clients regularly and she's so excited for you to find the soul in your brand as well. A little bit about Twa before we get started is that Twa is a leading boutique wedding photographer and fashion influencer based in New York and California. Twa is recognized by the esteemed wedding publication Over the Moon as one of the top wedding photographers in the industry. And I know you guys are going to love today's episode. It really speaks to your soul, pun intended, and I'm so excited that she's here. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Twa, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thanks for asking me. And I can't wait to chat. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited. We've been trying to schedule this for a while. So I'm glad everything aligned. The universe was like, this is going to happen today. <laughs> yes. And we're even. Oh, go ahead. All right. No, I was like, even with banging and plumbing in the background, yeah. <laughs> which thank goodness it's over. <laughs> yeah, no, that worked out. So today we're going to be talking about finding soul in your brand. And I'm very excited to sort of chat about this because you've kind of gone through like a renaissance and really honed in your, you know, who you are and your brand and your photography. So I'm excited to sort of pick your brain for all of our listeners who are curious as to the oh. process. But before we get started, let's introduce you to our everybody who's listening today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you, your company and how you got started? 
Yes. So I am a wedding photographer and a self-proclaimed undercover nerd mask in fashion. (laughs) (laughs) I love weddings. Love weddings. Um, I went into photography specifically to do weddings. Unlike most other, you know, photographers, oh, I want to do fashion. And then they got asked to do their wedding. No, I went into photography to do weddings because I love it that much. Um, I had my first film camera at seven. I would pose like my sister and style them and take pictures of them and then create these like home magazines, like home fashion magazines. And I recently found some old photos of them. So uh, of the shoot. So I might post them once this episode goes live. It'll be quite hilarious. (laughs) Um, so I was that kid that took pictures of everything in my life from family vacation to just finding reasons to take photos. I would hand my dad these like gallon sized Ziploc bags of film for him to develop. And he would just look at me baffled, wondering what could I possibly take photos of in all of these rolls of film. So it's been in my blood, in my soul, per se, um, (laughs) since I was a kid, my biological father was also really into photography as well and he always had like the fancy cameras and always took us to the mall and took photos of us which was so random and like those random backdrops and you know not even Christmas backdrops it would be like some random backdrop I don't know anyways blabbing moving on um so let's see so that so even though I loved photography um my whole life I did at first had a career in fashion at six. I told my parents I want to move to New York City and become a fashion designer, which is what I did for the longest time. Um, But it was around 2008, I think, when I got engaged that I really took a uh, full-on interest in in wedding photography as I was looking for my own photographer. Um, And I felt, you know, there were elements of every photographer that I interviewed or chatted with that had things I liked, but they didn't have all of what I wanted. And so I told my husband after we get married, or, you know, even while I was planning my own wedding, I'm like, I want to start my own wedding photography business. So I would take my camera to like these trade shows as I'm planning my own wedding, taking photos of like the flowers and the details and trying to build my portfolio. Um, And it was around 2009, I believe that I met this woman who hated her engagement photos. And I might have met her at the trade show. I don't remember where I met her. But I do remember um, she's telling me, I hate, I hate my engagement photos. And I, and I told her, I want to start my own wedding photography business. So I will redo your engagement session for free because I need to build my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And this was in the winter. And I said, let's go to the beach. It's covered in snow. So I, I don't know if style shoots existed back then. I'm sure they did. But I, you know, in my head, I had this vision of how I wanted to do her engagement session. I'm like, it's going to be magical. The whole beach is covered in snow. No one but us. Wear ball ground, put on a tux. Like, let's do this. Like, bring a fur, you know, all of all the goods. And we just had such a blast. They were freezing. We were freezing, but it was so worth it. After she got her photos back, she was like, you have to come to Boston and shoot my wedding. And I'm like, hell yes, I will do that. (laughs) for practically nothing. I like shared a room with one of her guests just to save money. And um, her guest became my assistant for the day. And we've invested like she's her one of her that assistant guest is still one of my BFFs to this day. Oh my gosh, Um, amazing. Yes. And then so after that wedding, it she submitted it to the Boston Globe because they they were asking for oh her venue. 
um, needed photos because it was a they were doing an article on unique venues. So my photo made the cover of the life and style section of the Boston Globe. And she was also at a age where all of her friends were getting married. So the referrals were just coming in. And then a year later, I literally had to quit my job, my fashion design job, because I booked so much work that I literally had a full-time business. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) That's so exciting. Yes. Yeah. And then here you are, like 10, 12 years later, still doing it. (laughs) And here I am. Here I am over 12 plus years. Yeah. Still doing this and still loving it. Still loving it. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't think we'd be in this business as long as we have been um, if we hated it. <laughs> yes, agree. I mean, yeah. I've heard, you know, I, I always joke about fearing that I would become that curmudgeon old wedding photographer. <laughs> where, you know, the one that yells at all the guests, tell them to just get in line. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'll retire. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny that you say that you went to trade shows and took pictures of stuff because that's literally how I I would do the same thing in the beginning. I don't recommend this now, but I didn't know any better, right? So you don't know what you don't know. But I did that and I made a couple of connections with the vendors. I yes. sent them the pictures and I actually booked a bride um, early on in, in when I started and she was from a trade show too. So that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but quest, question though, why would you not recommend that? Is it like a faux pas in the industry to do that? I don't know. You know, I think that it was just not my client today. So I oh, would. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't do it again. You know, of like I, I, I starting out, you, you hustle and you do what you, you have, have to, to do. Exactly. Um, I don't, you know, I don't regret anything. It was great. I still have seen that client over and over the years. But I think now, like, I, I just go to the, if I go to a trade show, it's literally to see like somebody I know, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be to totally get agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I'm just thinking with some of your listeners who might be starting out in the industry, like I just wouldn't poo poo anything that you need to do in order to get your foot through the door. And that means you need to build a portfolio to photograph details to show how you would photograph details. I wouldn't poo poo it. I agree. But, you know, I don't want to speak from a place of, oh, that's something I would never do because I'm beyond that or above that. Oh, it's, no. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I yeah. just want to make sure your listeners understand that you sometimes when you're starting out, you got to do what you got to do. Like, would yeah. I do a free shoot now? Hells no. But you know what? When you're starting out, do what you got to do to build that portfolio so people could see what your work's like. How do you shoot? What's, you know, all of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, would I do a free shoot now? No, but it depends on who it is, right? <laughs> Like, everything is negotiable. <laughs> like, it so, depends. Yeah. But yeah, so today, so we're going to be talking about, you know, finding soul in your brand. So let's start off with like explaining what does finding your soul in your brand look like? What What does that even mean? Okay, good question. Well, let's first define soul. And yeah. in my very quick non-in-depth search on Google, I had to like have a definition, right? <laughs> I mean, I know it's like, I know what it is, but let's put it into words. So the two definitions that I really love and identify with is the soul is an ethereal substance, a spirit or a spark, love that word, um, particular to a unique living being. It's, I, it's also defined as the emotional, intellectual energy and character as revealed in a work of art. Wow. And I love, I, like, I have goosebumps. I love this because 
oftentimes, you know, specifically to photographers, we can't separate ourselves from our art since we see the world. It's since how we see the world, how we engage with it, how we decide to capture something is so tightly tied to who we are as beings. Um, so for me, and you know, when you look at the definition of soul, it's an ethereal substance. It's something that's not tactile. It's not it's not physical. It's a spirit. It's a spark. Um, it's specific to each individual, to each unique living being. Um, it's defined as emotional, intellectual energy. So whether you believe in energy, whether you are woo-woo or not, um, there is, you know, I, you can quote me on this, but I'm telling you in the future, we will be able to measure energy because there's, there is an energy and and every living being in in work that's still that you put into as an artist. Um, so with that, you know, I think it's important as artists to truly connect with who we are, know ourselves, accept ourselves, all of it, our flaw, our good and our bad. Um, because I, I believe, you know, as an artist, when you create work, you are imparting your energy into that yeah. work, like. You know, I can look at photographs and feel that photographer's energy, see, almost understand their viewpoint from the way they choose to capture that photo, the way they choose to see that moment. And we're all unique and we all see a moment differently. I always say you could have 10 photographers in the room and, and I'm, I felt like I've heard this before, so I don't want to steal anyone's line, but I, I say this, I'm sure I've heard it before. So sorry if I'm like taking someone's line, but... <laughs> You know, I've heard, <laughs> I always have to like preface everything, um, but I heard, or I've, you know, I say, and I've heard, you could have 10 photographers in the room shooting the exact same moment and we will, all of our work will look completely different Yeah, because and, we are unique and we see things differently. Yeah. And that's the beauty of art and that's the beauty yes. of photography and that's the beauty of being you is that you're unique. Your perspective, your vantage point, your viewpoint is unlike anybody else's, the way your life molded you into who you are today you know no one else has experienced that no one else is going to see things the way that you do and that's the the beauty of being an artist is that you bring that to every client you know like that's why they hire you you know hopefully and that's what we're going to be talking about is like you know they're hiring you for you and not because you're the the cheapest or or the most expensive you know like at the end of the day it's like they need to connect with you and your work and and that really is important. So you know yes. why why should this be important to photographers who are listening? You know why why about finding your soul should matter? Yes, excellent question. Because we you will be at risk of becoming generic if you don't. Mm. So basic. you know, yes, basic. And if you want to be basic, that's okay too. But that's kind of boring. No, um, <laughs> no, it's okay to be boring if you're boring. There's nothing wrong with being boring. Hey, you know what? My whole point is know who you are, accept who you are, whether it's, you know, the, all the good and all the bad. Because if you don't do that and you don't um, be your true advocate and your true voice, for who you are, then you'll constantly, constantly be changing for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and if you truly believe in your work and who you are and how you see things, the world will change and see and come to love what you love because yeah. you aren't changing for them. 
Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to note and like write it down is that once you figure out who you are, then you don't compromise and change for others. And in the, I don't know if you've felt this way, like our work is very different, but you know, for me, like the the way photography, you know, there are trends, right? There are mm-hmm. photography trends. Yes, and we could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, totally. That could be a whole new episode. But, you know, the whole thing about trendy photography is that it's a trend, right? It looks a certain year. I mean, I, when I started, my photos were yellow because that is what the trend was. And then until I, I had, yeah, until I had my own epiphany where I was like, oh my God, I hate this. And then I found my voice and who I am mm-hmm. as an artist. Yes. It has not changed since 2013. You know what I mean? Like yes. it has been consistent for the last nine years. And when you look, when I look back at my work, it looks the same. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yes. And, you know, right now in the industry, it's like dark and moody and flash in your face. And that is not me. That's never going to be yes. me. Yeah. And if, if a client asks me to do that, it's like, no, <laughs> you know, like I'm not your gal and that's okay. But I have to sit in that truth as who I am as a, as an artist to say, I can do this for you. But if you want that, then I'm not your fit. And and I think that's what you're kind of getting to is like owning who you are. Yes. Yes. And, and that's not to say you can't be inspired by what's happening, you know, and, and pushing yourself creatively. Oh yeah. To, mm-hmm. You know, like right now the full flash, um, high fashion photography look is very in and trending. And there are friends and peers that I know who have been doing that before it was a trend and it's who they are and it's what they do. And they're so good at it. And I'm so inspired by it. And it's like, uh, it's just not how I see things, but I love it. Like Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, um, do you know Kim and Travis from Kaylin Rose? Oh yeah. Love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love them. So their style is completely different than mine, but I'm so inspired when I look at their stuff. Also my friend, Christina McNeil, both, you know, like that super edgy, very like authentic, organic, like purely unposed. And I told uh, Kim recently, I'm like, you know what? I want to do something different for my family photos. Like let's, when you get inspired by a concept, I want you to shoot our next family session, whatever that is. And you just like, I don't want any, I just want you to just do whatever you do. And that's it, you know, like, but you know, it's not something like my clients would want, you know, not, it wouldn't be what I would want for my wedding photos per se, but I love their work. And it, I think work like them pushes the boundary, pushes all of us creatively. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, but I again, like, it's yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration. I, yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah. Yes. I think it's good. So for you, you know, how are you able to find your soul with your brand? Excellent question. Okay. So when I first started, I, I like you, I feel like I have my signature look because that's all I I can't change how I see the world, but I was guilty for a long time in showing work that I thought others wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I came into the scene 2008, 2009, 2010, when it was all, you know, soft, ethereal, romantic, the style me pretty era. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though I was queen at black and whites, I was, um, queen with flash and I, you know, and I loved and was attracted to the feminine. And that's who I was back at the time as well. I love the feminine. I love the very, you know, like all of the, you know, the detailed shots, which I still love and I still do. Um, 
but my, what I was showing was all the light and airy Mm -hmm. work on my, you know, on my website. And then when Instagram came into being, it was, I was doing that. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point I realized, wow, like I'm only attracting a certain type of bride and not that I was getting bored, but I felt, okay, I'm getting stagnant. You know, I felt I was feeling stagnant and I didn't know how to break out of that. So the thing I did was I knew I had it to kind of do a brand audit. Mm-hmm. So I, I hired a brand strategist. I called her my marketing director. And, and the initial goal was really to clean up my Instagram, to clean up my social, um, because I just w- was not good at it. And how we started was she... Re- our first year, so I had her, I think I had her on retainer for two years. And so the first year was really every, you know, month checking in and talking about, you know, go sifting through my work. I literally gave her my entire gallery and she was going through them. And she came back to me and was like, Twa, why are you not showing half of this stuff? You're not showing all of your good stuff. You're leaving the meat and potato off potatoes off the ta- off the table. <laughs> is that is that's I don't know. Is that right? Yeah, no, that was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my it. Hus- my husband makes fun of me for always getting those like sayings wrong. It's always like off to like you know by some degree. It's you know. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know if you say like nip it in the butt. It's like no, no, no. It's nip it in yes, the butt. Things like that. I am so guilty of. That's when so I funny. sound so foreign. That's my <laughs> refugee side coming out. <laughs> well, I'll help you over here. Don't worry. Okay, about. thank you. Um, so she so she was telling you you're leaving out all your best work, all of my best work. She's like, you know, um, so she created a folder for me to like kind of like, here's what you need to be posting in your feed. And then every, you know, every day she'd follow up and we'd go through and we'd post something. And then we also worked on the content. What, what do I want to say? Like, what is, what is my purpose? What is, what do I want to be as a person first, as a company and a brand second, and, you know, as client experience overall, they're all equal to me, but, you know, in the process of re- building my brand per se. Yeah. So that first year, we never talked about logo. We never talked about website. We never talked about look aesthetics. It was purely honing in on who I was as a photographer. What do I love? What do I not love? What do I identify with? What am I attracted to? What am I not? Um, and then we also, and from there, we looked at what kind of couples and brides am I attracted to? How am I serving them? How is my experience my business run to serve them what's their experience like with me all of that all of the core of it um and then from there we were the following year we realized okay you know i have outgrown my initial brand i've outgrown you know that romantic feminine which i still am but i'm as i've gotten older she you know she pointed that first and i didn't realize until she did she goes you are way edgier than your work Mm-hmm. And the work you're showing. And I was like, can I cuss on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll try not to. I'm like, holy <laughs> flappity flap flap. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yes, because some what I notice is, you know, how I show up in person, who I am, how I carry myself. I am, I mean, I am a big dork, right? But covered in 
lots of fashion, lots of, I am, you know, even though I'm dorky, I am, I believe I'm a little edgier, you know, than the average. Um, I, I do push the boundaries in how I operate in life, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and I, the work that I do have, you know, um, you were playing it safe. You were playing, was, yeah. Safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Even though the work, there was some unsafe work that I just didn't show now, you know, I, there's a balance because I can't also change there, no matter how goofy the moment is, or no matter how goofy I am, I am the core of who I am is chic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing, like, even in the goofiest of moment, I have to make it chic. It's mm-hmm. just who I am. Right. So when you look at my work, and timelessness is important. Now, timelessness doesn't mean classic. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to emphasize. And that's what I've learned in this process as I'm going through this brand coaching, like she was, you know, part therapist for me at some point too, when I was like <laughs> having self-doubt, like, oh my God, I think I'm a has-been. <laughs> I'm that old. From, oh, the young people won't identify with me. Am I like that old photographer now where my work just looks old? Right, you know? right. Because <laughs> we all go through that, especially if you've been in the industry and you see these fresh, young, new photographers coming and their work is, oh, it's different and it's inspirational. And um, so, you know, she was my brand coach in that area too. I'm just being real. Um, so let's see, I lost my train of thought. We were talking <laughs> so, about. <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah. So, so now you're working on your website, you're hiding your best work and you were starting to show it. So when you started showing your true self, like online, what sort of changes happened? Okay. Excellent question. Okay. 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 Um, oh, we were talking about timelessness in class. I'm like, okay, yeah. let me finish that thought and then I'll come back to that. Okay. So, um, so classic doesn't mean, isn't always the same as timeless. Mm-hmm. Like you could be edgy and fashionable um, and current and still be timeless. Like you look at some old, you know, photos from back in the day, say, you know, uh, I don't know. The someone, 50s, 60s. Yes. Yeah. Some of those images are still so beautiful and relevant still move you and it's not dated you know what right. i mean mm-hmm. um even though the fashion might be different it's th- and and that's my goal for my work mm-hmm. is to look back and not be that what i call the floating head trend for anyone who's my <laughs> age or older do you know what i'm talking about no <laughs> oh my goodness okay back in the 80s school photos some of them there was like the picture of you as the kid. And then there's this bigger picture of you, like a, like oh, a yeah. yeah. And it's like the two, you know, and, <laughs> and I look back and I was like, oh my God, that is probably one of the worst photo trends that has ever existed. Who wants that stuff? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, so anyways, so my goal for my work and for my couples and for myself is 20, 30 years from now, when you look back at that, you know, at your photos and the memories and you want to still be able to appreciate it and not be like, oh, oh God, what was I thinking? Right. You know, yeah. um, but that doesn't mean boring. And that doesn't mean not being current and what's, you know, keeping up with what's happening to this date. So classic to me sometimes might feel safe, whereas timeless doesn't have to be safe. Yeah. It's just what it is. Timeless. Yeah. It always that. will stand the test of time. Yeah. So that is the core of my war of my approach in mm-hmm. the soul of my work, but it's always the 
well, actually, no, that's not the core. The core is the chicness part. Like I just, that is who I am. You know, I, even though I might be a hot mess on certain areas of my life, I will always show up put together and chic, but real, you know, authentic. So authentically chic, I guess. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So now let's go back to your question, which I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. When you started sharing your work that your coach was telling you to share, what happened to your business? Okay. So I think what happened is then the type, well, my brides have always been the same because it's more than just the work that they identify with. It's, um, it's what I offer them. Like I am that. So, okay, but that's not answering your question. So let me focus, go back to answer your question. (laughs) Um, it just brought more awareness to my work. I think, I think people were younger, brides were starting to say, oh, wait, I identify with that. You know, I was starting and and planners as well. Like people were starting to, I felt more set apart. Like I used to be compared to certain photographers. Now it's like I sit in my own lane or oftentimes I'll get planners who come to me and say, they love this person's work and they love this person's work, but they want this type of photographer. And I feel you are the best of both of them. Mm. So it was like, I was able to offer the, you know, that, breadth of work that, you know, because sometimes with certain style, it's very specific and it's strong in one area, but weak in others. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be, you know, or I am that photographer. I am my, I always say I'm my own dream photographer because if I won't hire myself, who will, right? Right, right? And so I am very, so my type of clients that I attract are what I call bosses, right? Mm -hmm. They know what they want. They don't have time to waste. They're very efficient, but they appreciate art and they're very in tune with themselves and they are very comfortable in their own skin. Right. And so those are the type that I attract. And because now I show up and I show my work shamelessly with, you know, most of it, when I look, I I try to, in my feed, um, show photos of details, but I realized, you know what, my couples really want to see themselves mm-hmm. you know and so it's mostly now just couples though so i still try to balance it out oh and that was another thing um to answer your question about going back to finding the soul in my brand one thing that my brand strategist did point out was people are attracted to me and it was as much as so my rising sign is leo which means on the outside it, sh- it seems like i'm like the center of attention which my inner core my inner sign is not that it's very uncomfortably the center very uncomfortable for me to be the center of attention but my outward sign i don't know if anyone's into horoscope i'm just learning this so you know don't judge me when i get this wrong but <laughs> <laughs> my rising sign is a leo so that means it's all about you know i am the center of attention it's the show sign right um, which is very odd because I've never identified myself as that. But anyway, so my brand strategist said every every nine square needs to be about you because when I look at my um, uh, engagement, every time I post about me is when I get the most engagement. Mm-hmm. Every time I do a story on my personal life or just where I'm at or what I'm doing, that's the most engagement I get. And I'm like, oh, wow, people are interested in me because when you think about it, that's who's going to shoot your wedding, that photographer, that person. So you want to, they want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was the last, you know, several years I showed up more online. Yeah. That's myself. Um, yeah. I love that. Not that I never, I could ever be anything else. Cause I, I just can't, I'm just never been someone who's, you know, can put on a, a front, but, um, 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I also think, you know, like being comfortable on social media has also uh, something that you grow to learn and to love. Like when stories came out, I was like, oh, I hate these things. But now I'm like addicted and I love doing it and I get the most comments and mm-hmm. people really want to see what you're doing. And I think it just goes to show like, you know, that stuff is really important too. And that is part of your brand. You are the brand. You know, I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. When I started out, I had a different business name. I didn't want anyone mm-hmm. to know me. I was hiding. Yes. I was hiding. Yes. And then, and then when yes. I realized I am the brand, they are hiring me. Yes. I need, I need to be the name. It was very liberating and very freeing to be like, yes. I am who I am. That's and, right. And the funny part is that people are like, we hated your old name. I was like, oh my God. Why didn't anybody well, tell me sooner? <laughs> what, was, what was your old name? It was I, I Bro- oh Brooklyn View Photography. Oh you know? yes, I yeah. remember talking to you about that. Yeah, yeah, and I was afraid to do it, and then once I did it, I, you know, it opened up all these doors, and and I really like came into my own, and and that was recent. You know, that's 2018. So, you know, the people who are listening, I was like, you can do this at any time. You know, you did this a couple years ago, right? 2019. Oh yeah. my god, I started out as style art life that's right like right yeah like i cringe when i hear but i'm still (laughs) incorporated as style style art life inc because i'm thinking you know what let me save my clients the headache of like writing a check with all the all the silent letters in my effing last name you know (laughs) i my maiden name had like one one silent letter i married into a guy that had like three, I think, like G H R. I don't know. That's so funny. I'm like, you know, so when you order food, it's like D as in David, O as in U as in. It's like, oh my god, I got more letters to spell out now. That's so funny. That's funny. So for people who are listening, you know, how do you recommend someone goes in, you know, to find their soul and their branch? You know, do you recommend working with a coach? I feel like that really helped you. Um, you know, is or what if they don't want to? What if, would you recommend doing it on your own? Do you do you think you need an outside opinion to help you? Excellent question. Um, yes, yes. So if you can afford it, I think one of the best thing I did for my business was invest in a brand strategist or a brand coach, someone who can objectively help audit your brand. This is something I've now considered doing at least every two years if not every year. Mm-hmm. And in my, it, it doesn't have to be someone you could put on retainer. It could be, you know, reaching out to an editor. Editors are excellent, excellent auditors. Mm-hmm. Um, Shira that I, you know, use when I, to help me with, you know, uh, figuring out publication and stuff like that. She has been so amazing with how honest and straightforward her feedback has been. It has been incredibly helpful. Even now when I go in and shoot like on a wedding day, I hear her voice. She's like, Twa, are you using those ribbons again? I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. No ribbons. No ribbons. All right. Fine, Shira. Fine. Fine. I'll push myself in other areas. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So it, So having someone outside of your own head give you feedback is so crucial. Now, it doesn't mean you have to take everything they say, you know, like with my branding girl, there's times when she's like, Oh, how about this? And how about say this? I'm like, I don't really like that photo. I don't, you know, it's like, I'm kind of over that. How about this? And here's where I'm feeling. And then she'll like, okay, you know what, you know, and we work it together mm-hmm. without losing who I am. Yeah. Um, so if you can't afford a brand strategist or an editor, even just to do like a brand audit, I would find a peer, a friend in the industry, 
um, or even someone who might be a like a, a friend or a friend of a friend who might be a ideal client mm-hmm. to look work and say, what is it, you know, honest feedback? What is it that, what does my website say? What does my Instagram say to you? What, you know, and if you could find someone who can genuinely be honest, that's going to be the most helpful. It's the painful feedback that will help you grow more than the ones like, oh no, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I hear that, I'm like, all right, but now what would you, if you were, you know, give me like the, you know, like I need some negative, you know what I mean? Because I think that's the only way you can really push yourself and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Constructive criticism is always appreciated, especially if it's done with good intentions. You know, we don't want people to be mean, but you know, they could be like, well, is that really your best shot? Or is that the most flattering? Or how does that make you feel? You know, I went to art school and like some of the critiques were brutal and some of them were very helpful definitely builds up your thick skin. So I have my mentor um, and coach when we go through stuff, you know, she's right to the point and she will say stuff to me and I'm like, Oh, she's Mm -hmm. right. Okay, fine. I'll remove it. You know? And she, you know, I think it's really helpful to have someone who, you know, definitely a creative person, the coach, you know, the mentor, but also someone who's like above you. I think like in the industry. Yes. yes. It's very Excellent. helpful. You know, Shira is I want her to come on the show. I've asked her a dozen times. But you know, she, you know, used to was the editor of Martha Stewart Weddings, the real weddings for, you know, 10 or so years. So she's got this incredible eye. So to have somebody critique and help you build a better portfolio is priceless you know i feel like it's worth every penny because upgrade yeah when you upgrade and when you when you put in the effort and you basically curate your work which it sounds like you do on a regular basis you start attracting those clients more often and those ideal couples and and those planners i would love to hear your transition from style art life to toi doherty like how have you up leveled like what are the weddings you had maybe even price wise to like where the where you are now and where you want to go yes um so i mean style art life right um sounds very generic basic mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. um and when i was working with my brand girl she was like we need to go with your name because artists are name based they are who they are you are owning who you are. And I was really like you, I was really afraid of putting myself out there like, oh, you know, what if my name gets misspelled, whatever. But I think at this point, I was already I think when I brought her on, I was already um, eight years in. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I've already built a name. And I literally just made a decision after talking with her, you know what, people can learn to spell my name. Like, you know, know, people can learn to say my name. They already, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I'm just going to own it. And I think when you own it and you own who you are, you, it's like that soul and energy, that un, that non tangible explanation, that non-physical explanation. It's, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost like you, as you sit in your own skin and your own comfort it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's, that power is, it's, it's like an unspoken power. People feel it when they look at your work, people yeah. feel it when they're with you. Um, so in that space, I, what I don't honestly, like it was, it was almost when I first sat with my Brandon girl, you know, and my husband, 
wanted to know, well, what's the ROI? What's the return on investment? If we were, this is a big investment. And she, I remember her, I, you know, men. Yeah. <laughs> men. I appreciate him. He's definitely helped keep, you know, otherwise I would be the fairy artist floating, running in the field. I mean, I wouldn't. But in his head, that's what I would be doing with my business. <laughs> Indulging a like, bye. See you oh, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh God, I lost my turn. So your husband wanted to know the return on investment. Oh, okay. Yes. So, you know, Dana was like, I, I can't give you a tangible, solid number. All I can guarantee is if you invest and trust in me, you will see a difference a year from now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? As an artist, I'm in. And you know what? Unless you take risk anyways, you're not going to reap the big, big risk reaps big rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, so... After, you know, it was like, it was like a, I would, I wouldn't even say it was subtle. It was almost immediate as I, my feed on my Instagram started changing. I noticed the, the quality, the higher end inquiry came in. And then once I changed my branding and my website, um, my, my logo and my website, and then it was cohesive. It was just nonstop where I literally was forced to raise my rates because I couldn't, you know, accommodate all the weddings. And I didn't want to because I also need to have a life. Yeah. (laughs) And I have children (laughs) and I want to have fun (laughs) and a happy photographer creates happy photos. Right. Um, So I, I can't, I don't have like a number or a graph or a chart it's more, again, when you go back to the soul of the brand and the energy of it, it's the energy that you exude. It's that confidence that you exude. Not to say I wasn't confident in my work before, but now I was 100% in alignment with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to go back to where I started, I was in alignment then too, but I had changed. I'd grown as a person, you know, like now I'm in my 40s. I mean, that was a whole nother, you know, change in itself, right? It's coming into the space in my life where I'm like, you know what? F everything. I don't have time to waste to please people. I'm just going to do me. And I entered into that space of DGIF. Don't give a fuck. (laughs) Even in that space, it was, you know, my brides were like that. And I loved it. I loved it. They were like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. And I was like, done, let's go with it. And let's just shoot and just have fun. And the images were that much more fun and energetic. And you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I was my brides, my, I felt my brides have always grown with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because I just truly show up who I am all the time. And, you know, I've, I've heard in the past where some people say, well, once you go up in price point, once you have to be a certain way, because, you know, people, high end, pe- high end people, what does that even mean? Um, but people with the money to invest, they expect certain things. That's such a false narrative. It's just throw that out your head right now. It is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believed that too, actually, because I remember telling my husband, well, you know, I heard when you go into this price point, you're going to deal with, you know, totally nightmare people. They're going to demand a lot and blah, blah, blah. And my husband was like, don't believe that. That's not true. That's not all humans. You've got to envision your type of who you want as a bride and believe they also have the money to back your value. And I'm like, and once I embrace that, 
I mean, it was like, I, not only did I look for it, I attracted it. And, you know, one particular broad that I think about, you know, she was in California and she just was this vibrant, like down to earth, um, beautiful, stylish, um, exuberant. And, you know, her parents were, and her and her husband, like they just, they, you know, they could have done whatever they hadn't probably an unlimited budget. Right. right. And they had an epic wedding. And I remember throughout the day, I felt so happy and fulfilled. And like, I was like, I cried during the first dance because I'm like, wow, like these are my couples. They're so in love. They are so down to earth. Their friends are amazing. The, her mom to this day still DMs me. We like text on a personal level. Like <laughs> her mom's like, when are you coming to Paris? I have an extra apartment in Paris. Come visit me. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, let me figure out when I can go to Paris, you know, um, that. And I'm like, these are my dream couples where mm -hmm. they value my work. They value my creativity, but they just value the, the relationship and the connectedness with, you know, with me, with their friends, with their family and their photographs have that much more meaning. I love that. I love that. This has been so inspiring. I, I, yeah, it's such a great topic and, and you're so passionate about it and, and I love it. So what I would, what we'd like to do at Tea with Janae is give our listeners some tangible tips. I, I think we have so many wonderful tips in here, but maybe like a little bit of a roundup. Yes. Um, we give them a little bit of homework to do <laughs> so that they can move their business forward. So, you know, what would be your three tips for our listeners, you know, to start finding the soul in your brand? Okay. My first one is accept the soul that you are. How you show up for your soul, how you respect it, how you show it love is how you are teaching the world and your clients how to do the same and value you. That's number that. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number two, invest in a brand strategist, branding coach, or editor to audit your work. Do uh, a brand audit every year, if not by year, biannually, biannually. Yeah. Um, or figure out a way to get honest feedback. Very That's helpful. Number two. Yeah. Number three, stop comparing yourself. Mm. Stop trying to be the next fill in the blank, fill in the current trend, fill in the current name or fill in whatever's hot right now and do you get off Instagram, stop doing the comparison game. We're all guilty of it. But if you can catch yourself and just check in with yourself, stop comparing yourself. I love own that. It. Yeah. Own it. Be who you are. I love that. Yes. Twa, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm so glad we you, did friend. This. Yeah. And Shira, too. come on. Come on this <laughs> podcast. I'm sending you this podcast so you can come on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. She's going to die. So funny. <laughs> I'm on a campaign. Campaign. Um, Shira and Tea with Janae. Exactly. <laughs> so let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and of course, say hello online. Yes. Okay. So I am mostly on Instagram at Twa Photography, T-W-A-H Photography. I just started um, a Twa Lifestyle Instagram. It's kind of lacking, but I'm trying to, and that's more of um, what I normally show on my Instagram story on Twa Photography. Um, so it's more of an undone, but it's all on my feed. So, you know, so my Twa Photography is more of my cleaned up version and the Twa Lifestyle would be more of just, hey, here's what I'm up to when it's permanently on my feed, but I need to do more work on that. Yeah. Um, 
And then that's mostly where you could find me. I mean, you could come on Facebook, you know, um, <laughs> if you want. That's where, you know, Facebook is more of like where it's my industry friends, but we're more on a personal level and you could see more of my personal life, you know. Um, yeah. Well, you have your website, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. My website. Check that out. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. It's it's like four. It's two years three, what year are we? It's like two years old now. So uh -huh. I'm actually, I reached out to my branding girl and I was, you know, and so we're going to probably pick it back up in the new year, try to do a brand audit and just kind of check in and, you know, see where I've grown and do my therapy, my brand therapy session. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I love that you keep yourself accountable. You take yes. your own advice, you know, that's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I always, I like, I call it um, pruning. I always like to yeah. go through my website and prune it. And add new stuff as soon as uh as soon as I can, you know. And when I have something really that for me matches my brand, what I want to do, and who I want to work with, and and who I am as a person, I'm like, I got to put it online and do it immediately. So <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I love that. Well, Twala, it's been so amazing. You guys can swipe up right now, click on the show notes, and let Twa know you listened to today's episode. And I hope to have you back soon. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Janae. episode. If you want to find out more about Twa and look at her work and find out more about her services, click on the show notes. So wipe one up and let her know you listened to today's episode. Twa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we were able to get you on the show and I hope you come back soon. Well, that's it, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.